0: I'd like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker, and we're here every Monday night with some of the very best in jazz music. And this month of April, we have been exploring some of the music that was created in the late 60s and early 70s, where jazz musicians were beginning to do some rethinking. And of course, Miles Davis was one of these people. Miles always eventually uh, moved on to another style. And uh, as he said in his biography, he said, I managed to change music about a half a dozen times. And Miles was always the restless searcher, and uh, never, uh, he never liked to go back and uh, uh, revisit. Um, had he lived longer, he might have done that, but uh, we don't know, because uh, he passed away in, in 1991. There was uh, a concert that uh, uh, some earlier things were done uh, just toward the end, uh, although Miles wasn't in very good health and uh, uh, had his health held up and he lived longer, he may have gone back, but that wasn't his style. And he inspired a lot of musicians um, to explore some different aspects. Uh, And of course, in the late 60s, Miles moved from uh, more acoustic music uh, into the possibilities of more uh, electronic instruments with the advent of albums such as uh, In a Silent Way and, of course, the Revolutionary Bitches Brew album and then onward into the uh, into the 70s. And, of course, other bands uh, sprung up. I'm talking about Weather Report, which was our feature band uh, in the second show in April. And last week, uh, we featured a wonderful band that was led by electric pianist, although he played <laughs> all, all the keyboards, including grand piano, Chick Corea, and he formed a band called Return to Forever, and we heard that delightful uh, music last week. This week is another musician who was associated with Miles Davis for many years. He joined Miles in 1963, and was a big part of Miles' second great quintet, and I'm talking about pianist Herbie Hancock. And, of course, Hancock had already started to record under his own name, um, and when he was away from the Davis Band, uh, have some projects of his own, and, of course, eventually, officially left Miles Davis in 1969, although he did collaborate later on, on several recordings with uh, Miles but he formed his own band and it was essentially an acoustic band and they recorded a couple of wonderful albums for uh, one of them uh, I think the real prize was the his final album for Blue Note Records which was called The Prisoner and uh, that was a marvelous album and he also did one for Warner Brothers which which had a, a few a little more commercial Um, but was uh, a really fine album, too, called Fat Albert Rotunda, and uh, some great tunes on that album as well. Wiggle Waggle was a big one, was a hit, and uh, uh, Fat Albert, of course, and and, uh, Tell Me a Bedtime Story. But Hancock, again, wanted to explore um, more electric and electronic instruments. And he formed a band called the Mondishi Band. That's what it's known as. And what it was, was uh, he uh, assembled um, a whole bunch of players. There were a couple of holdovers from his acoustic band, including um, bassist Buster Williams and trombonist Julian Priester, and also Benny Maupin, who... Uh, played the tenor saxophone, but also played bass clarinet and flute. So the Mwandishi band consisted of Herbie Hancock playing Fender Rhodes piano and other attachments, and he was the leader. Um, Eddie Henderson from San Francisco was the new trumpet player in the band. And then the aforementioned Benny Maupin, who was featured on bass clarinet and flute, and Julian Priester on trombone, Buster Williams on acoustic and electric bass, and the great Billy Hart on drums. And that became the Mwandishi Band. And by way of explanation, they all decided um, that they would adopt African names. And So Herbie Hancock became Wandishi, which uh, means in Swahili means writer. Um, Eddie Henderson became Maganga. Uh, Benny Maupin became Willie. Julian Priester became Pepo Metoto. Buster Williams became Mechizaji, And Billy Hart became Jabali. So these were all... um, uh, African names, and um, of course, they use their their birth names as well. But that became uh, the idea for this band, and it, and that's why it became the Mwandishi band. And I remember a few years ago talking with Julian Priester about this. Julian was visiting Vancouver, and uh, I was sitting uh, with his wife and uh, Nashira, and Julian. We were talking, and I said, "Tell me a little bit about that." that that band that you were with, with Herbie Hancock, the Moandishi band, he said, oh my god, he said, that was such a special band, he said, Our, uh, the chemistry was absolutely incredible, and, and we knew, we knew we were doing something quite new, and of course, um, uh, we developed uh, uh, quite an audience for the band, and uh, we played lots of gigs, and we played, uh, we didn't, he said, we didn't have a large repertoire. But he said, we played these long, long tunes. They were all like suites, and uh, that's what we did in person. But he said, that's kind of reflected on the, uh, on the first album we did, the Mondishi album. And that's the album we're going to hear this evening. That's the jazz feature album. It came out on Warner Brothers Records, and it's called Mondishi. The same band recorded another album called Crossings for Warner Brothers, and then they switched to Columbia Records and uh, did one more album, and then Hancock made a big change in the music and the style of the music in the band, but that's another story. So this particular band that we're going to hear was very special, and it really reflected... Um, some of the changes that were taking place in jazz music in the early 70s, and it is an extremely important band. So we get to the music, and we're going to open with a piece of music dedicated to the great Angela Davis, and it's called Ostinato, Sweet for Angela, and it was written by Herbie Hancock. And there's a couple of additional people on this track. Um, Billy Hart, the drummer, is uh, aided and abetted by the great Ndugo, Leon Chancellor, on drums and percussion as well. And uh, Jose Sepito Arias is um, also augmenting the band, on this track only, on uh, congas and timbales. The second tune is a more reflective piece uh, written by Herbie Hancock, and it's called You'll Know When You Get There. That's tune number two. And the third tune is the longest track of the album, and it was written by trombonist Julian Priester, or Papo Matoto, if you want his African name, and it's called Wandering Spirit Song. And that's a, a wonderful... Lengthy piece of music, which is almost like a suite. has different moods and changes and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, this is the album. And this is our uh, next-to-last feature on music from the early 70s. Some very important bands. And without further ado, the Mondishi Band and Suite for Angela.
1: Bye. Thank uh-huh. you. Uh-huh.
0: And that was our jazz feature this evening, the album by the great Herbie Hancock, entitled Nwandishi, which is a Swahili word for writer. And that album was issued on Warner Brothers Records, and it featured Herbie's uh, revamped uh, sextet. Herbie left Miles Davis in 1969, and formed um, basically an acoustic jazz uh, sextet. As a matter of fact, they came and played here in Vancouver in the uh, uh, late 60s, in 1969, or early 1970. And um, then during that time, Hancock changed things up, um, made some personnel changes, and moved toward a more electronic sound, Uh, And this is what we heard this evening with this uh, revamped uh, sextet called Mwandishi. And uh, the reason for it, as I mentioned before, um, all the musicians adopted uh, Swahili names. They used their real names, of course, but uh, uh, this was kind of the idea of the band um, because they were so together spiritually. And uh, this album was really... um, a game changer for Herbie Hancock for a couple of years before he moved on to an, another style of music, as uh, he was wont to do. Herbie Hancock, I think, has explored just about every musical concept, uh, from classical music to uh, uh, all kinds of things to uh, to funk, to R and B, etc., etc. But this was a particular um, wonderful period for a uh, creative period for Herbie Hancock and this band exemplified that and uh, they actually recorded three albums. Uh, this was the first that we heard this evening. They recorded uh, a second one for uh, Warner Brothers called Crossings and they recorded a third album for uh, Columbia Records and then um, Hancock moved to uh, Toward a different sound and some different people. The uh, people involved here, uh, Eddie Henderson on trumpet and flugelhorn. Benny Maupin, we heard him on bass clarinet and alto flute. On trombone, Julian Priester. On acoustic and electric bass, the great Buster Williams. And on drums, Billy Hart. And... The first tune that we heard, there's only three tunes on this album. Uh, The first one was called Ostinato, and it was dedicated to Angela Davis. So it was called Ostinato, a.k.a. Sweet for Angela. And that was the uh, the set opener. And the band was augmented by a second drummer, um, the great Ndugu, Leon Chancellor, and a percussionist uh, Sepito Eriras on congas and timbales. On that one track, uh, the very first one we heard, the second one was a, a more spacey piece of music uh, with, without the uh, uh, percussion and extra drummer, and down to the sextet, written by Herbie Hancock, and it was entitled You'll Know When You Get There. The third piece of music was, and the, the longest of the set, was written by Julian Priester, and that was called Wandering Spirit Song. Anyway, this is our, that was our jazz feature this evening. And, of course, all the music was arranged um, by Herbie Hancock, and uh, uh, that featured his concept of the time. And this particular band had, uh, although Hancock had worked and learned a lot working with Miles Davis, he when he formed this band, it became much more um, of a focused and a, a concept. And of course, the band had its own uh, real identity. So I hope you enjoy the jazz feature this evening. Mwandishi, Herbie Hancock. All right. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be right back with some uh, very different music and a tribute to a great artist that uh, passed away today. His name, Bob Duro. Pianist, writer, lyricist, vocalist, A unique human being and uh, someone that uh, is very well loved in the jazz world. And we'll be paying tribute to him right after these uh, important announcements.
2: Hello, all. Students from the UBC Forestry and English departments are calling for creative works reflecting on your experience and relationship with nature. We are looking for creative writing, poetry, drawings, photography, and other forms of expression for the publication of a community ecozine. Take a moment. Think about this world we are a part of and get creative. Send submissions to fitze2395 at gmail.com before May 1st. If you're interested, check out our Facebook event, Ecozine, looking for your creative submissions for more information. Born out of an initiative to give more voice to local women artists and musicians, Pitch Tapes is a Vancouver-based bi-annual mixtape featuring women-identified musicians and sound artists from the Pacific Northwest. The spring 2018 edition will be coming out on May 10th with all proceeds going to the downtown Eastside Women's Shelter. Women-identified artists are invited to send their submissions to btchtapes at gmail.com. The release fundraiser will be held on May 10th at the Redgate Review Stage, featuring artists selected for this edition of The Cassette.
0: We were all very saddened today to hear of the passing of Bob Doreau, Bobby Doreau. He was 94 years old, so he had a, a good long life. And uh, he is a lyricist, um, a great jazz pianist, uh, composer, songwriter, arranger, producer, all that kind of stuff. And a unique personality, um, and we're going to hear a couple of tunes um, by Bob in his uh, collaboration with another. I guess you could call him a, a, a pretty well in the same bag as as Bobby Doro. I'm talking about pianist, um, lyricist, vocalist Dave Frischberg, and they're both. Both of these gentlemen are kind of kindred spirits. Um, I guess you could say that they had a quality of eccentricity about them, which made them so unique and so very charming. So we're going to hear um, music from Bob Duro and Dave Frischberg, And we're going to begin with a Frischberg composition called Who's On First? Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, We're going to follow that up with a couple of Doreau compositions. One that he, two of them, uh, he recorded with Miles Davis, as a matter of fact. We're going to hear Devil May Care and uh, one of his most famous called Nothing Like You. And then we'll probably carry on with something else. But anyway, this is our small tribute to a a great musician. He was born in uh, Perry County, Arkansas, December 12th. 1923 and he passed away today he was 94 Bobby Dorro. who's on first
3: well Bob they finally booked the two of us in tandem we can't come on and just sing songs at random how will we handle this project to which we have lent ourselves
4: yeah We've agreed to put ourselves on exhibition. It's the two of us from now till intermission. We ought to come up with a logical way to present
3: ourselves. We got a problem partly protocol, partly procedure, partly pride. Which of us is the frim-fram sauce
4: (laughs) and which is the shafafa (laughs) on the side?
3: In In other other words, words, who's who's on first? first? We got a show to do here. Who's opening for who here?
4: How do we run this date? Who's on first? are you the mesmerizer am i the appetizer we better negotiate say i come up and get roaring and really tear up the place then you come on and get boring well
3: that that's known as a change of pace
4: anyhow who's on first it's really an urgent matter
3: who's the former and who's the latter we better get this straight. It's not a suggestion of who is the best or worst. It's simply a question of who's on first. Who leads off? Which one's the cleanup hitter? is something we should consider.
4: We'd better get off the dime. Who starts out? Which one begins the show now? Which one gets up to go now? We're wasting precious time. I know. Say I
3: get up and amuse them. Maybe a big mistake for you to get up and then lose them, assuming they're still awake. Well, anyway, we we rehearsed. So so let's let's get get this problem problem solved now. Let's Let's not get get too involved now. After this opening, hello. Which fellow follows which fellow? Like Abbott explained to Costello. Who's on? Who's
4: on first? Cares for me, I'm happy as I can be. I learned to love and to live. The devil may care. No blues are woes. Whatever comes later goes, that's how I take and I give. The devil may care. When the day is through, I suffer no regrets. I know that he who frets loses the night. For only food, dreams he can hold back the dawn. He who is wise never tries to revise what's past and gone. Live love today, let come to my tomorrow, white man. Don't even stop for a sigh. It doesn't help when you cry. That's why I live and I'll die. Death definitely can't. through i suffer no regrets i know that she who frets loses the night for only a fool dreams she can hold back the dawn she who is wise never tries to revise what's past and gone 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 gone. live love today let come to my route don't even stop far aside. It doesn't help when you cry. That's the way I live and I'm dying. Devil may care. 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 dooba may dooba Doobie 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 doobie, doobie, doobie doodoo 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 do 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 doo 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 do Nothing like you has ever been seen before. Nothing like you existed in days of yore. Never were lips so kissable. Never were eyes so bright. I can't believe it possible that you bring me such delight. Nothing can match the rapture of your embrace. Nothing can catch the magic that's in your face. You're like a dream come true, something completely new. Nothing like you has ever been seen before. Nothing like you, nothing like you has ever been mine before. Kisses I've known, but none so divine before. No one has your magnificence Who can describe your charms I'd like to make my residence Forever in your arms I never knew How wonderful life could be No one but you Could ever do this to me Call me a fool in love One thing I'm certain of Nothing like you has ever been seen before Nothing like you, nothing like you, nothing like it has ever been seen before. a dream come true something completely new nothing like you has ever been seen before call me a fool in love one thing I'm certain of nothing like you has ever been seen before (laughs) nothing like you you're all I ever dreamed and wanted nothing like you I never knew that you existed Nothing like you, nothing like you, nothing like you has ever been seen be. Berg and I met in New York City after he moved there, and you know how musicians get around. We became a kind of a mutual admiration society we used to meet at his place and uh, play each other our songs. Finally, we said, let's try to write a few songs. Okay. There was a lot of coffee, a lot of wine, a lot of talk, a lot of chit-chat, a lot of messing around, but very little product. (laughs) But finally, we did have one... Fruit of our labor might have been a kiwi. (laughs) Anyway, this song did pretty well. It made the New York Times crossword puzzle. (laughs) And that's distinction. Five letters. Clue, 1965 tune by Frischberg and Duro. I'm hip. Okay, here's a song about a cat who's a little bit too. Always snapping his fingers in public. (laughs) Hey, baby. Oh, likes the band. I dig you guys. Play that one I like, you know, on the last LP, yeah. You know that one, da-da-da, yeah, the one I like, yeah. I come here every night, guys. I really dig your band. I want to join you guys in the back room sometime. Well, I'm hip, I'm no square, I'm alert, I'm awake, I'm aware, I am always on the scene, I'm making the rounds, digging the sounds, I read People magazine, I'm so hip. Well, I'm dig, I'm in step, when it was hip to be hip, I was hip, I don't blow, but I'm a fan, look at me swing, ring-a-ding-ding, and call my girlfriend man i'm so hip now every saturday night with my suit button tight and my suede zone i'm getting my kicks digging those rt french flicks with my shades on because i'm too much i'm a gas i am anything but middle class when i hang around the band Popping my thumbs, digging the drums, yeah. The squares don't understand why I flip. They're not hip like I'm hip. Do-ba-do-ba-do. Wait
3: a minute, huh? You think you're hip? <laughs> Dig on this, homie.
1: <laughs> wow. I know. That's it.
3: <laughs> I'm hip. I'm alive. I enjoy any joint where there's jive. I'm on top of every trend. But look at me go vodeo. do Marvin Hamlish knows my friend. I'm so hip. I'm hip, but not weird. Like, you know, decide don't wear a beard. Beards were in, but now they're out. They had their day, and now they're passé. Just ask me if you're in that, because of me. Yep. Thank you, that's a little touch of Arthur Price I'll just go on, thank you Now I'm deep into zen huh. Meditation and macrobiotics And as soon as I can I intend to get into narcotics Cause I'm cool as a cuke I'm a cat, I'm a card, I'm a kook I get so much out of life Really, I do scoobity-boo One more time, play Mac the Knife Let her rip I may flip, but I'm hip Oh, tell the world that I'm hip, yeah Well, don't you think that I'm hip, yeah Well, don't you know that I'm yeah. hip, yeah me? Well, Mel Torme says I'm hip, yeah Oh, yeah, oh, yeah don't you uh. think that I'm... Oh, yes, I'm hip <laughs> Better show this to Quincy <laughs> yeah. You better believe. I believe. You better
1: believe. Yes, I believe. Better
4: believe. I believe. Better believe. We're We're here. away! I turned and blinked. She had run away. My heart
3: bootin' at the Saturday
4: dance, flirting at the Saturday dance. We're skirting. Think I still got a chance this time. She came round and took my hand I gave a squeeze So she'd understand My heart hurting At the Saturday days Everybody's hopping on
3: the floor Till there's room for no more You shuffle to the left And you reverse Then you do it once more
4: On the side Separate and glide then Sashay back like before Catch a girl and take her by the arm As you circle the floor And do something funny. Now you can call me Sonny. Listen to the band and drink some wine. Hey, you sneak out the back and wait down by that tree. I'll pick you up in my yellow fee. They will never notice that the Saturday dance. Everybody happy. side separate and glide then sashay back just like before catch a girl and take her by the uh uh-huh as you circle the floor they're dancing at the saturday Saturday dance Dance. romancing Romancing. till the very last dance I smiled, she winked, then she slipped away I turned and slinked and we were on our way But they all just kept on dancing at the Saturday dance They were stepping in a prison at the Saturday dance
3: We wrote uh, I'm Hip in 1964, something like that. That's 36 years between those songs, from I'm Hip to that. (laughs) It's an interesting commentary. I don't know what it means. Which way are we going? I don't
4: know. (laughs) I don't know. know. I've forgotten which direction we headed now. Why don't we do conjunction? Junction, what's your (laughs) function? Okay, kids, this requires a certain amount of audience participation. And looking you over, I think you can handle it. The <laughs> part is very easy. It goes like this. Conjunction, Junction. What's your function? <laughs> Let's try that. A one, two, three, and sing. the song. Junction, what's your function? Pretty good. <laughs> one more time, kids. A one, two, three, and sing.
3: They got it, they got it,
4: okay. When I raise my finger, okay. Dave will help you out. Big band intro, okay? Okay. A one, two, three. And phrases and clauses Conjunction, junction What's your function? I got three favorite cars That get most of my job done Yeah Conjunction, junction What's your function? I got an and button, R That will get you pretty far Dig this And That's an additive Like this and that And then there's but When you say, Mommy, I won't do this But I will do that And then there's R O-R this or that, a choice. And button R will get you pretty far. I've seen a song. <laughs> 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 What's your function? Hooking up two boxcars and making them run right like this. Bread and butter, milk and honey, peas and rice. Hey, that's nice. Dirty but happy, digging and scratching, losing his shoe and a button or two. He was poor but honest, sad but true. Ooh, boo, boo, boo. Now sing it, Bob. Josh, Josh, what's your function? Looking two words to one when you have a choice like this one. Either now or later. Neither now nor ever. Hey, that's clever. Eat this or that, grow thin and fat. Never ever would I eat that. I'm already too fat. Oh, uh, 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 hooking up those phrases and clauses that sort of have to balance like this one. Out of the frying pan and into the fire. Cut loose the sandbags, but the balloon wouldn't go in higher. Let's go up to the mountains or down to the seas. You should always say thank you, or at least say please. Hooking up those big, long, complex stories like this. In the mornings, when I'm usually wide awake, I love to take a walk through the gardens and down by the lake, where I often see a duck and a drake. And I wonder as I walk by just what they can say, if they can speak quack, 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 quack. I know that's an absurd thought. (laughs) Hooking up those little words. I'm gonna get you there if you're very careful, I'm going to get you there if you're very careful.
0: That was our small tribute to a great musician who has done just about everything in his career, um, wonderful pianist, uh, who you heard play uh, on this date, and uh, songwriter, musician, um, lyricist, all that kind of stuff. Over the years, he did all sorts of things, even uh, did uh, children's songs and all that uh, uh, whole batch of material, and of course, Bob Doro, um, as I mentioned before, uh, a touch of eccentricity in in his work, and uh, very funny, very pleasurable, lots of fun to listen to. and I hope you enjoyed our tribute to Bob Doro. He was uh, performing here with, as he referred to, a kindred spirit, Dave Frischberg. Very similar guys. Uh, Frischberg wrote all kinds of whimsical, uh, funny tunes, as did Bob Doro and uh, sung them, and of course was a marvelous piano player. So we heard them uh, together. The first piece of music uh, we heard uh, was entitled, Who's On First? Then we moved to two uh, Bob Doro compositions, Devil May Care, and one that he recorded with Miles Davis entitled Nothing Like You. And then we moved to um, a co composition, probably the most famous uh, Frischberg uh, Doro composition. That's I'm Hip. And then uh, we heard them play uh, uh, at the Saturday Night Dance. And the final tune was entitled Conjunction Junction. <laughs> That's it. Um, so obviously this was recorded before uh, a live and appreciative audience, Bob Doreau and Dave Frischberg, And of course our tribute to the late, great Bob Doreau. He was born in uh, Cherry Hill, Arkansas, December 12, 1923, and passed away today at his home in Mount Bethel, Pennsylvania. He was 94 years old. A good, long, productive, and wonderful life, Bob Doreau. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be back with some music. I hope you're ready for it, by the great Charles Mingus. Yesterday was his birthday, Mingus was born in Nogales, Arizona, April twenty second, 1922, and, of course, was died of ALS in Córnavaca, Mexico, January 5, 1979. We're going to hear some Mingus music in the next set, but uh, before that, we have some announcements for you, including this one.
2: We don't need to tell you that Vancouver has a housing problem. Mass evictions. Mass rent evictions. Unfair rent increases. What happened to rent control and protection from unfair eviction? If these or other housing matters concern you, you may be interested in joining the Vancouver Tenants Union. For more information, visit tenantsunion.ca. On Sunday, May 6th, participate and fundraise in the Vancouver Investors Group Walk for Alzheimer's. It's a fun and family-friendly event that sends a message of inclusion and hope to the estimated 70,000 British Columbians living with dementia and the people who care for them. The Vancouver Walk will take place at Creekside Community Recreation Center at 12 p.m. To learn more about how you can join us and create a movement, visit www.walkforalzheimers.ca. Vancouver. Together we make memories matter.
0: We have some good news about the weather and it is good news, especially we've been so tired of this long stretch of rain and cold and the good weather's finally here. It's happening at least for a few days. So uh, the object is to get out and enjoy it. The flowers are blooming and All that kind of stuff is happening. It really felt uh, wonderful today, and it will feel the same way tomorrow. So tonight is clear with a low of 7. Tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday will be sunny with lows between 7 and 8 and highs between 15 and 25. Mm -hmm. That's pretty nice. Friday isn't too bad either. It's a mix of sun and cloud with a low of 7 and a high of 18. Cloudy for Saturday, a low of 9 and a high of 17. And a mix of sun and cloud with a 30% chance of a sprinkle on Sunday with a low of 8 and a high of 16. But uh, basically pretty nice weather for the week. Just to remind you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker. We're going to turn to the music of Charles Mingus. Charles Mingus, as I mentioned before, was uh, born April 22nd, Earth Day, 1922, in Nogales, Nogales. Arizona and raised in Los Angeles, California. Spent his early years there and, of course, uh, eventually moved on to worldwide acclaim. Mingus was uh, at times a difficult man, but he was a genius and he contributed so much to music and his status in jazz music is absolutely um, incredible and of course he formed different bands over different periods. We're going to hear a piece of music that he recorded in Bremen, Germany on Thursday, April 16th, 1964 with this incredible band that he put together. The interesting thing about this band is that Johnny Coles, the trumpet player, um, the following evening in Paris uh, collapsed from a burst ulcer and had to be taken to hospital. It was a life-threatening thing. And, uh, of course, uh, Mingus had another couple of weeks to do on the tour, so he had to do it without his, his trumpet player. So this performance was basically the last evening of this tour uh which took up the month of april in 1964 the european tour uh that johnny coles played in the band and he sounded marvelous johnny coles is one of my all-time favorite uh, trumpeters and he sounds just absolutely beautiful in this band so it's a privilege to hear him uh, with this sextet clifford jordan from chicago is on tenor saxophone and making his last tour with Mingus was Eric Dolphy. Eric Dolphy had told Mingus that he, was, uh, he would do this tour with him and then he was going to uh, remain in, in Europe. He's going to leave Mingus and, and remain in Europe and, uh, and play over there for as long. And sad to say that um, it wasn't long after that that Eric Dolphy um, passed away in June at age 36, and we lost uh, an incredible innovator on the alto saxophone, the flute, and the bass clarinet, Eric Dolphy. So those are the people in the band. Johnny Coles on trumpet, Clifford Jordan on tenor saxophone, Eric Dolphy on all of his instruments, Jackie Bayard on piano, who was uh, really had a lot to do with uh, uh, his relationship with Mingus was was very strong, and uh, they had deep respect for one another. And Jackie Byard makes tremendous contribution on the piano. And, of course, Mingus' main man on drums, Danny Richmond. We're going to hear a piece of music that Mingus wrote um, for this band and wrote out of the times he was living in. The tune is called Meditations on Integration, and it's a long piece. It has various moods and uh, changes and it involves a lot of things. Mingus plays a little bit of piano on here as well as of course uh, bass throughout the whole uh, composition and uh, the Jazz Workshop as he called his band performs at their peak at this concert. So here then Charles Mingus, a tribute to the great man and this incredible band, Meditations on Integration. Charles Mingus and the Jazz Workshop, recorded in Bremen, Germany, on Thursday evening, April 16th, 1964. The band included Johnny Coles on trumpet, Clifford Jordan, tenor saxophone, Eric Dolphy on bass clarinet, flute, and alto saxophone, Jackie Byard on piano and Danny Richmond on drums, and of course, Mr. Mingus played the bass, and uh, actually joined uh, Jackie Bayard in uh, some of those piano movements in the piece. A long piece of music with different moods and so on, a major composition by Charles Mingus, Meditations on Integration. And uh, that particular band, legendary band, uh toured Europe in uh April of 1964 and of course um uh, there were all kinds of concerts and this was the the concert in Bremen was the uh final concert that trumpeter Johnny Coles um played because the next night the band was at um in Paris and Johnny after uh, one tune i believe Uh, collapsed on stage and had to be taken away in an ambulance. He had a uh, ruptured appendix, and uh, it burst, and uh, he would have died had he not had immediate medical care. So the rest of the tour was uh, completed without the services of Johnny Coles. So this particular concert in uh, Bremen was the um, last concert that he played on, uh, on uh, on this tour. Meditations on Integration. We have not finished with Charles Mingus yet. We're going to hear two excerpts or two pieces of music from an album called Let My Children Hear Music. This was issued on Columbia Records and recorded in the early 70s. And Mingus, of course, uh, uh, supervised everything with a huge... he Columbia Records had... Uh, Mingus had, in the mid-60s, had um, fallen into inactivity. Uh, He was discouraged with uh, his own creative processes um, and the music business as such. Uh, He had some health problems as well. He was not a happy man. And he basically uh, retired from music um, from about 1966 To about 1969, and he was seen around Greenwich Village, um, a rather portly gentleman driving around on a bicycle. Um, People would talk to him and and say, "When you, what's happening? When are you going to play?" And Mingus says, "No, I quit. You know, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do this." so and he refused to be in, interviewed, and of course, there were all kinds of things that happened in his personal life, including uh, getting evicted from his uh, uh, apartment that he had in New York that he thought that he had bought and paid for. but uh, there were some legalities that he was not aware of, and um, it's very famous. It was made into a, a movie, a documentary, where they actually evicted him and put everything out on the street, and uh, this, this great musician was uh, totally humiliated, and, and so unfortunately, um, friends came around and, and helped him out, but it didn't really change his um, opinion on what was happening in music and, and his own discouragement with uh, his creative processes and the music business, and he finally started to play again in about 1969, and he formed a, a band and took some gigs, and um, everyone was, was kind of happy, and they came up, and he said, well, this is the only thing I know how to do, and uh, <laughs> he was just very matter-of-fact about it. Anyway, um, the upshot of the whole thing was that his career was now started again, and um, it grew in strength, and he got this opportunity. Columbia Records uh, became very interested and asked him if he would like to do an album. And Mingus said, sure. And Columbia said, we have a large budget. Um, What would you like to do? And Mingus said, well, I've got, you know, compositions uh, that I haven't heard played properly. Um, I need to form a very large group. So essentially, Uh, His working band was always like a quintet or sextet. Uh, Columbia Records gave him the opportunity to put together a huge orchestra and perform these compositions that he felt hadn't been played properly. And they were um, collated on this wonderful album. It was like a, a, a return album for Charles Mingus and it uh, augmented the um his last the last part of his career until his uh, death in 1979 so this was really a a new beginning for mingus and this album let my children hear music was uh, a real masterpiece and it's also been said that it was mingus's favorite album um i've heard this from different sources so It could be. Mingus was, uh, in many respects, uh, a mysterious man sometimes, very hard to figure out. But the music is absolutely superb on this album. So we're going to hear a wonderful piece of music called The Shoes of the Fisherman's Wife Are Some Jive-Ass Slippers. And if that isn't the Mingus title, I don't know what is. It's a wonderful piece of music. You're going to hear, uh, of course, Mingus on bass. Uh, he even plays a little piano on this. Uh, it's a huge orchestra. I'm not going to name all the people involved in, in it. However, the soloists, you're going to hear Charles MacPherson on alto saxophone and Lonnie Hillier on trumpet, who were uh, two favorites of Mingus, and they solo on this particular piece of music but it's a a marvelous piece, and it opens up the album. The Shoes of a Fisherman's Wife Are Some Jive-Ass Slippers. Then we're going to hear another composition by Mingus to follow that features James Moody on tenor saxophone. He was brought in as a guest artist. Mingus liked um, what he did uh, on this particular piece of music and uh it was included on the album it's called hobo ho so we're going to hear there was two pieces from this wonderful columbia album let my children hear music charles mingus music of the one and only Charles Mingus from his album that uh, was done in the early 70s called Let My Children Hear Music. And it was in a way because of his absence from the music scene in the late 60s and his comeback. This was his comeback album. And uh, people, uh, when they were told about it, there was a, a great deal of anticipation. And, of course, the promise of this album was fulfilled. Let my children hear music. And, of course, um, because of uh, Columbia Records' uh, budget, Mingus was allowed to um, build a huge orchestra full of all kinds of uh, great stars and uh, play some music that uh, he had had on the back burner for many years and never really heard and was able to record it properly until this album. And as I mentioned before, it's um, part of our tribute to uh, the great Charles Mingus, and who celebrated uh, a birthday anniversary yesterday. He was born on Earth Day in 1922 in uh, Nogales, Arizona, and raised in the city of Los Angeles. So this album, all kinds of, as I said, all kinds of uh, people on this album. Uh, But the main soloists on the first piece of music we heard, um, we heard Charles Mingus on some piano passages and also on bass. And the soloists on this first piece called The Shoes of the Fisherman's Wife are some jive-ass slippers. Yeah, a real Mingus title uh soloists on there were Charles McPherson on alto saxophone, Lonnie Hillier on trumpet, Mingus on piano, and Bobby Jones on tenor saxophone. And of course Mingus played bass throughout that. Second piece of music was composed by Mingus uh and called Hobo Ho. And the tenor saxophone soloist on that was the great late James Moody. So two pieces from this uh, incredible album, Let My Children Hear Music, Charles Mingus. Mingus passed away in uh, Cuernavaca, Mexico on January 5th, 1979. Passed away, died from a heart attack brought on by ALS. Sad to say, and we lost this uh, great genius of music. All right, you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker. One of my favorite Stan Getz recordings is this one. It was done actually with a working band um, in 1954. And the people involved here, Stan Getz, on tenor saxophone at the peak, his sound was so uh, marvelous and his, his approach um, had that beautiful ice blue quality to his sound. Stan on tenor saxophone with his partner Bob Brookmeyer on valve trombone. And the chemistry between those two musicians was, was uh, absolutely wonderful. And the piano player is another favorite of mine, Johnny Williams on piano. Not the composer that does all the movie music. This is uh, this guy. He was born in Vermont, and he was fairly prominent on the jazz scene in the in the mid '50s, and then sort of sunk into obscurity for some unknown reason. But wonderful piano player on bass is Bill Anthony, and on drums is Frank Isola. So here then is Stan's version of a great. Uh, jazz standard tune written by Ray and DePaul. It's a tune that every jazz musician plays. And this is Stan's version of I'll Remember April. Dun 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 dun
1: Dun dun uh uh-huh. mm <laughs> mm
0: Stan Getz on tenor saxophone, along with Bob Brookmeyer on valve trombone, Johnny Williams on piano, and Bill Anthony on bass, and Frank Izola on drums. And, of course, that was uh, Stan's great rendition of I'll Remember April. Marvelous uh, solo by uh, Mr. Getz and... Uh, Of course, that beautiful sound he got in those years. This was recorded in uh, 1954. And, of course, Getz was playing marvelously, uh, as he always did. (laughs) But his sound um, altered over the years because he he used different mouthpieces and things like that. And uh, uh, yet he was always Stan Getz. Here is uh, an incredible musician. I think he's my favorite guitarist. I'm talking about Grant Green. And this is from an album called Grant Stand. And it features Mr. Yousef Latif on tenor saxophone and Brother Jack McDuff on the Hammond organ and Al Harewood on drums. And this is a piece of music by Grant Green entitled Grant Stand. It's the title track. As they ride off into the sunset, the great guitarist Grant Green leading the band with uh, Yusuf Latif on tenor saxophone, one of the few albums that he did uh, with an organ player, and of course Brothers Jack MacDuff on the Hammond organ and L. Harewood on drums. And that composition was written by Mr. Green entitled Grant's Stand. And that's the title of the album, which was uh, issued on Blue Note Records. It was recorded the first of August, 1961. Grant Green. We're going to hear a couple of tunes now by Lionel Hampton. It's very interesting when Hampton was signed by Norman Grants, the great uh, impresario that owned uh, several record albums. Uh, he wasn't interested in Hampton's showmanship. He wasn't interested in Hampton's big band either. He was interested in Hampton, the genius of the vibes. was really the first um, person to put the vibes on the jazz map, and uh, Hampton was truly a musical m- pioneer. Now, He was a magnificent musician, and this is what Grants wanted to emphasize. And all of the recording sessions that Hampton did uh, during this period are all extremely musical. And, of course, um, Hampton loved to play with Oscar Peterson at the piano, with Ray Brown on bass, and Buddy Rich on drums. Four geniuses. And Lionel Hampton, of course, on vibes. We're going to hear two tunes from a 1954 recording session in New York City. And we're going to hear two. um, The first one, is, of course, is a great standard that all jazz musicians had to learn. How high the moon. And then we're going to hear um, a blues dedicated to the great Norman Grants. And it's called simply Blues for Norman. So here, then, is... Lionel Hampton, Oscar Peterson, Ray Brown, and Buddy Rich. Lionel Hampton, Oscar Peterson on piano, Ray Brown on bass, and Buddy Rich on drums. Magnificent hamp. And we heard two tracks from uh, this 1954 session. And we heard Hampton and company play Ha High, High the Moon. And we followed that with Blues for Norman dedicated to the great impresario Norman Grants. So that's it for this edition of The Jazz Show on CITR. I'd like to thank you very much for being out there. Next week on our jazz feature is our final um, feature of music that was happening around the early 70s. And this time a little more avant-garde, a little more edgy. This is a classic album by bassist Dave Holland, and it features Dave in a quartet setting with Barry Altschul on drums, Anthony Braxton on all of his saxophones and flute and other instruments, and Sam Rivers on tenor saxophone. This album came out on ECM Records, and it's a true classic from this period, and it's called Conference of the Birds. And that's going to be our jazz feature album next week. Once again, on behalf of uh, CITR, The Jazz Show, and myself, Gavin Walker, we'll see you seven days' time. Take care. And we all survived. The world was supposed to end uh, today. Well, it's tomorrow now, but today, the 23rd? Hey, and we're all here. Hmm. Mind you, we did have some Pretty earth-shattering events today, but uh, the world didn't end. So, assuming it won't end next week, we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: Ba-duh-ba-di-u-duh-m-di-duh-duh-wee <laughs>